Hello, and welcome to Yara's Haunt. I am Yara, and I am here to share with you stories of the horrific, strange, bizarre, and terrifying. Let us go then, together, into a realm of fear. I promise to bring you back safely. Do, do you think it's still alive? shrieked Courtney, mere seconds after impact. She regained control of the car and came to a complete stop. I looked out the window towards a dark mass spread out on the road. I, uh, I, I don't know, I replied, gathering myself. My neck felt stiff from the whiplash caused by her sudden stop. Courtney hit her face against the steering wheel. Oh God, oh God, oh God. She groaned. Babe, Relax. It's not the first time you've hit something, and it probably won't be the last. Remember when you backed up over my foot? I replied cheerfully, trying to lighten her spirits. Oh my god, Stephen, where are you going to let that go? She shouted at me, jabbing me sharply in the side with her elbow. There were times when Courtney praised my sense of humor. This was not one of those times. It happened in early November, several years ago. It was the first snow of the season we were caught off guard, having not changed to our winter tires yet. The road was slippery but Courtney was doing a good job navigating the winding roads back from our campground, where we had spent our anniversary. It had been a nice, clothing-optional weekend, away from the hustle and bustle of our suburban lives. We were driving through a heavily forested area when we spotted something up ahead. We barely had time to register those big doe eyes before we were already on top of it. Courtney tried to stop, but the tires slipped on a patch of slush and caught the poor thing with the corner of the car. I guess reindeers aren't the only woodland creature that can fly. Man, Bambi's gonna have a pretty shitty family reunion, I chirped playfully. I felt another jab from Courtney's adamantium elbows. Stop fucking around, go check on it! She screamed. I tried to tell her it was best to call the authorities. Approaching a wounded animal is never a good idea. I could picture myself getting kicked by the thing. My ribs had already gotten enough abuse for one night, thank you very much. You'd be surprised how hard someone as small as Courtney can ram an elbow into you. She shoved a flashlight into my hand and pointed out the window. It might still be alive. Go help it. She insisted. I sighed and relented. I stepped out of the car and carefully made my way around, checking for damage. The headlights were still functioning and the impact had only caused a reasonably small bump. I've seen pictures of cars nearly totaled after hitting a deer. I figured we got really lucky. Satisfied with my inspection, I turned around to check out the deer, but I slipped on some ice and disappeared from view. Courtney rolled down her window and shouted, Are you okay? Never missing an opportunity to be an insufferable asshole, I started screaming my ass off. It's got me! It's got me! Oh my god, it has fangs! I shouted, smacking my hand against the car door. I started laughing hysterically and pulled myself back to my feet. Courtney had the look on her face. If you've ever had a girlfriend, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I threw my hands up into the air and backed away from the car. I know, I know, stop being an asshole, go check on the deer, I said, before she had the chance to scold me. I approached the creature cautiously and slowly. I remember being really surprised by how little blood I saw. Having never hit anything more sentient than a trash can, I assumed there would be a fountain of blood gushing out or something. After another few steps, the flashlight died. It's kind of cool how, during the darkest time of the year, the ground gets covered in a substance that reflects even the smallest of light. The moonlit snow provided just enough light to forget about the extra batteries I had in the trunk. Do you think it's still alive? 
Courtney shouted from the car. I sighed and rolled my eyes. Jesus Christ, Court, give me a fucking minute! I barked back. The cold was getting me grumpy. I rubbed my unprotected hands together and watched my breath escape my lips and dissipate into the air. The creature wasn't moving. At least, not from what I could tell. From a distance, I could see weird streaks across its body. With every step I took, I got the feeling something wasn't right with it. Its front legs lay completely flat on the ground, as though devoid of bones, while its hind legs looked bloated. I finally reached it and knelt down. Those weren't marks on its flesh. They were stitches. Courtney waited silently, providing me with no sound but that of the engine calmly purring away. I secretly wished she would beckon me back to the car. I hesitantly reached for the doe's head and turned it lightly. I nearly pissed myself. Its eyes were open and looking straight at me. I was so spooked that I dropped the head. It made a strange clunking sound when it hit the concrete. I realized in that moment that the eyes weren't real. They were fucking glass eyes. I wanted to run the fuck back to the car, but curiosity got the better of me. As though in a trance, I traced my hands along the many stitches. It became clear, judging by the variety of colors on the doe's body, that I was looking at more than one animal crudely sewn together. I shuffled to the other side of the creature and actually screamed, <laughs> falling on my ass. It was a man. A fucking man. He was sticking out of the Franken-Bambi, wearing it like some sick-ass costume. From what I could see, he appeared to be completely nude, moonlight reflecting near his left hand. It was a sharp hunting knife. The fingers of his right hand were still tightly clutched around a handgun. The man's blood slowly soaked into the suit he'd made himself. Stomach twisting, I bolted back towards the car and got into the passenger seat. I knew. He wasn't some weird pervert. He wasn't the world's weirdest method actor. He wasn't trying to blend in with the deer. He meant to stop us on the road. I knew. I just fucking knew. He meant to stop us and to kill us. Or worse. Courtney shook me. So, was it alive? She asked, apparently ignoring the absolute horror in my eyes. She seemed to have cheered up, at least. I shook my head slowly, placing my hand on my chest. N no n no drive just just drive I told her. She let out a little whimper and then drove off. I didn't want to tell her what I saw. Some things are better left unsaid. The next day I called the authorities to let them know we saw a dead deer on the road. I figured they'd think I was just an oblivious good Samaritan reporting a road hazard. They bought it. Until now, I've never told anyone the truth about the doe. What really creeps me out, though, is that there were no reports of mysterious deaths in the media. When I think back to that night, I'm not entirely sure, but I look back in the rearview mirror as we drove off, and I think I saw it move. He might still be out there. Tonight's story was entitled, Do You Think It's Still Alive?, and was written by user Manon underscore Lysit. The tale can be found at reddit.com slash nosleep. The music for this episode was written under the Creative Commons license at freemusicarchive.org. The music for this episode was written by Westy Reflectory and Lee Rosevere, Quiet Orchestra, and Ian Alex Mack. The part of Courtney was performed by Ray Surface, who can be reached on Twitter at Auntie Ray is Bad. 
Narration and production was done by Derek Penrod. Questions? Comments? Suggestions? Would you like your story or music featured in another episode? Contact Yara at yarashaunt at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Yara's Haunt. Thank you for listening, and may your fear be sharpened.